Welcome to another episode of Sawdust Nation Podcast with your hosts, myself, Nick from NPG Creations, Nap from Naps Naughty Works, and Josh from North Country Woodworking. Before we get into it today, we want to give a quick thank you to our sponsors, Total Boat. Check them out at TotalBoat.com if you need that epoxy. And JTEC Photonics. They got them lasers. So check them out, JTECPhotonics.com. Um, but today is a special episode because we kind of gotten away from this. Um, we're going to start talking about our shop, but we have a surprise for you. We have a list of things we want to convey to you that you are going to just, it's going to knock your socks off, especially if you're budget minded. So Josh, what's going on in your shop, brother? Well, I have a lot of wood in there, you know, trying to mold that into different pieces. But uh, no, um, I got finished with the Marriage Unity Heart and got that delivered. It turned out pretty good. Kind of wondering how everything was going to turn out, especially with uh, using bow ties like I did. They're not typically meant to be uh, able to pop out and pop in. But, uh, you know, little chisel work, we got that. So it fit nice when we wanted to and came apart exactly when we wanted to, which was the trick. That was the bow ties, huh? Yeah. That was pretty. You love them. Well, you guys have seen it, but I'm not allowed to post it until the 21st or after, um, just because they want to, you know, surprise everybody. I was surprised when I saw that because that's not traditionally what you kind of, kind of things you make, and it was is beautiful. Nope. Thank so. you. Appreciate that. Go ahead. I don't mean to interrupt. It was really nice. Your, no, no. Your, thank you. Your time I appreciate. To shine. It. Yeah, it was a, a little bit of uh, creativity both on my part and the clients. Uh, I actually had them over to discuss exactly how we wanted to do it because you know in the beginning we we're just thinking about cutting it. And then it would be a press fit from there. But I didn't take into the fact that there's an eighth inch bit going between those pieces. And it left a little bit of a gap. And when you push them together, they weren't exactly what you call press fit. So you're like, yep, they weren't touching tips. So I had to go in and uh, <laughs> we had to think of exactly how we wanted to do it. And it offered different ways we could fix it and to make it so it was nice and tight. And uh, we came up with the bow ties. I think that <laughs> ended up perfectly. Dude, okay, so first of all, I'm sorry, but Nick and his mustache and all the hand signals, it's just, it's yeah. perfect for this right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so we got that knocked out. I got a bottle of whiskey out of it as well, which I'm very thankful for. Tried it yesterday and oh, it is amazing. Um, and then, uh, let's see, I also delivered a Tech Sergeant promotion project I was doing. It's basically a four inch um, coin made on walnut, did it on the Glowforge. And yeah, four inches. You're not used to that big, huh, Nick? And then um, <laughs> just a little cherry base for it to go into. Conveniently, I just PCA'd, which means move from one squadron to another. And it was for my commander's secretary. So I, in process, the squadron met this individual. And then we met at Subway for me to deliver the project, not knowing that uh, we just saw each other like, I don't know, 15 minutes prior. That's so funny. it was kind of... Yeah, it was like we could have saved a lot of time if we both realized what was going on. Um, but anyway, uh, now my name is out in my new squadron and the first search already asking me to make stuff. <laughs> yeah, man, that's how you do that networking yeah. thing. Well, it's funny because the original design idea came from the first sergeant because uh, they gave me a first sergeant uh picture of a 3d printed coin that was kind of like similar they wanted once it was all done and said i was in the office getting my in process brief from her and i look across and i see that coin i'm like that looks really familiar and you know sure as it is it was the same yeah you know good things will be coming out of that i'm sure you know they've already decided or started talking to me about different orders they would like it'd be nice 
because it's I'm working within this new squadron, but I'm working as a, like a satellite. I'll be going to a different office in a entire different building. Yeah, so I got those two projects complete and done. I'll be working on a uh, senior promotion project that's coming up. That's going to be laser engraved on some cherry, um, much like you gentlemen, but it's going to take like five times longer. Um, and then, you know, cut it out in the shape of, and then that'd be handed off. I did get the fire department job, which I'm really excited about. Got to go meet with them. Go Do ahead. a lot of them have mustaches like me? Uh, this gentleman did not. Uh, okay. The gentleman that ordered from me actually uh, was clean shaved, uh, looked professional, and didn't look like someone, you know, keep my kids away from. <laughs> <laughs> but no, go ahead. I just kind of picture a firehouse where everybody has a mustache. I don't know why. So I will be doing uh, probably a flag for them here in the upcoming months um, to put in their station and uh, try to, you know, keep up relations with them. In addition to those projects, I have a very interesting project, uh, which I didn't know about. I guess the NCO cord of the army has uh, the backbone of the army and it shows the backbone and the different NCO levels and ranks on the uh, and the backbone itself and the rib cage kind of around. And someone wants kind of like a security board with that on there. So what it looked like to me describing it to you would be like a security board, the typical shape. And then it looks like they lasered uh, the first layer so that there was a recess, but the words were erased and not lasered. So it was lasered around it. And then uh, the, the, the front of the rib cage was, uh, the same way so it was the surface and the laser actually burnt away around it and then they took another um cut out and they laid it on top of the actual rib cage so it was like almost like this 3d looking um security board and i've been commissioned to make something like that and it took me i don't know a good night to basically figure out how to acquire the images I needed to layer everything. And then I'm still trying to figure out how I can layer it so that the laser burns correctly. So I've been doing a lot of digging through laser burn, Glowforge, and Inkscape to try just to learn different techniques and basically how I could do that. And by doing that, I've actually learned a lot of unique skills I can use on other projects. So it just goes to show you, um, you know, we're all learning, we're all figuring out different projects and, um, I will send you guys in the group chat basically what I'm talking about so you can kind of see. Um, so if you have any insight you know, or anyone out there has any insight, please reach out to me because it is going to be a daunting task to get that correct. But I have a good plan of attack. Um, what else? Um, the wine cabinet, it's come along nicely. It's not progressed as far as I wanted it to in the last week, just because uh, this last week has been busy with moving different squadrons and then learning uh, the new job that I'm running into and then a whole bunch of other stuff. But uh, shop time, you know, I get in when I can. And, uh, you know, it's just like everyone else out there. Um, it's our professional hobby. So we can do it when we have the time to do it. Um, but that being said, you also have to take time for family. We all, you know, try to make that happen. And um, this last weekend, I took time to go out and uh, do some crabbing and some fishing. Got some crabs and uh, we had a I little crab feast. And yeah, you know, uh, if I were to stop to your house, it would have saved me a lot of time. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I got, you know, a lot in the furnace cooking and a lot of stuff I'm trying to design and stuff get out the door. But uh, luckily, um, the biggest hurdle is learning some new techniques. And uh, I think one of the reasons we do this uh, hobby business is because we all like learning and uh, progressing. 
So uh, that pretty much wraps my shop up in one week. So uh, Nap, what do you got going on in your shop? This week, let me tell you, boys. Should we start with your week first and then kind of ride into the shop? You've had one hell of a week and, uh, you know, this is a safe place. Go ahead and uh, let us know how that, yeah, let it out. how that went down. All right. So for our wonderful listeners out there, we all know that things happen in threes, I guess. And this was that type of week, honestly, now that I really think about it. So it started off with anybody that's used any kind of accounting software. You know that there are sometimes bugs and glitches in those things and things can go wrong. Well, said, said thing happened and my entire accounting system crashed. Uh, and things got out of order, and we'll just say things didn't line up. Specific company decided they wanted to have you try to pay a lot of extra money, and I didn't need to, so I found the easier way of doing it by calling my... Of course, my kid's crying at the door. He loves to do that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, so I ended up fig- figuring that out, so that, that fire was put out. My son says hi. Um, go watch your cartoons, buddy. <laughs> Again, you'll hear this multiple episodes. He just wanders in here and go watch your cartoons. Um, and then what was the second thing here? So second thing was, oh yeah. So Sunday I'm washing my vehicle, brand new 2021 Dodge Ram. And I pull out of the vacuuming area and this numbskull decided to back right into me and then proceeded to try to blame me for it. So that was good. Wait, he tried Uh, to blame you for that? I can't even make this crap up. He was like, you were riding through here like it was a freeway and blah, blah, blah. I was like, I was going 10 to 15 miles an hour. And you wow. backed into like the third, like the maybe the third portion of my vehicle, meaning like the gas tank area. And then I probably almost went, no, not probably. I would have gone to jail uh, had he <laughs> hurt my son because my son was in the, it was in his car seat on the side that the man hit. And uh, I got out of my vehicle pretty hot, but I uh, took some deep breaths, some tactical breathing, if you will. I proceeded to say, are you effing kidding me? And I looked at this dude, and you could see the fear in his eyes because he was about a foot shorter than me. And, uh, yeah, so you could know he definitely knew I was a little upset. And then the third thing, yeah, the third thing. I can't think of the third thing all of a sudden. I want to hit on your uh, truck real quick. Um, Somebody already did, so that's why we're here. Yeah, the, the the fact that you held together as well as you did, I applaud you. And I, out of our conversation, this is something I would have said personally, and I think you know where I'm going to go with this. And I'll be muting oh, this out Lord. the normal podcast. <laughs> and uh, I really believe you should have repeated that to the guy. You know, had I done that, that probably wouldn't have ended well. But I'm just, again, I'm just saying, like, I, d- I could not imagine, like, I just got my truck. It's not new, but I mean, like, if someone would have, like, gone near it in the wrong way, I would, I just, done. You would have farted yeah. and it would have been over. Oh, yeah. You smelled my farts, you know. Yeah, oh, I got a gas mask in the house for the family. M50s, huh? That's that's uh, that's a pretty lofty gas mask you got there. Well, you um, say you lose them, and then they just give you a new one. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's, that's how it always works, right? <laughs> OSI is listening. Hey, guys. It's okay. <laughs> we got them. You want to do um, some crying? I'll make a hammer for them. We're good. <laughs> Sorry to uh, take your story you're from you. You're good. You're good. Uh, I laugh about it now because I'm more than likely his insurance is going to cover it, even though the guy was a complete um over the phone this today when i talked to him he was trying to like i was like so what when do we where do we go from here because your dude hit me it's your fault 
Like, I don't know what there is to investigate here. And uh, he's like, well, we got to get a statement. I was like, good luck, because uh, if he hasn't called you yet, he's probably not going to call you. So uh, good luck with that. And I'll wait 30 days for my reimbursement of my deductible. So thank you. Come again. And then last night, I was doing some epoxy work, which currently there's some here on my table, which I keep looking at suspiciously for air bubbles. Hopefully there's none. If there is, well, I'll just sand it and then re-healthy on that sucker and call it a day. Um, Just let it ride, man. Just let it ride. Yeah. And then last night, I should have just let it ride, and I went to squeegee some epoxy to make it, you know, so I didn't have to do quite as much sanding. Well, the epoxy, even a total boat, best epoxy out there, it set faster than normal for me. I don't know what I did wrong. Maybe I didn't ratio. Maybe the pumps were just off a little bit. I don't know. It was on me. It was my error, but it set a little bit. So I went to squeegee. All of the internals went all over this thing. And I was like, I was like, no. And so I ended up running to the garage. Thank God I can use water and a cloth to just forcibly remove what I'd messed up. It's all good now though. It looks good. It's sitting out in the garage uh, drying, Uh, which then goes into my projects. Actually, no, hold the project. Let's go to what I got though. So Nick being, this is where things start to get good for me. Cause you know, we have a sad story and we're going to turn it into a good story. Nick is a sniper of the marketplace. You've heard this before multiple times from me. And again, he has found the best deal I think out there. I couldn't right. have asked for a better deal. All right. Before we go any further, if you don't already know, go back and listen to episode titled marketplace savvy. And then, uh, come on back and listen to this one real quick. I still win. You still win? I, I think I, I still won on, on the whole uh, major deal part, but... I don't know. This is pretty good. I'm talking gross, gross per capita here. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Go ahead, Nap. So he goes, hey, Nap, look what I found. And I was like, oh, that's pretty nice. And I'm not going to say what it is quite yet because I'm going to tell you everything that was included before we get to the main prize here. So it was $4,000 for this deal. Now, you think to yourself, obviously, this is something big. And I was like, of course it is. It had a dust collector involved. It had two dado stacks, a bunch of router bits, a Bosch router, and a bunch of other little goodies. And the main ticket item was a saw stop. The <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was just like, how do you find a saw stop with a micro, was it the one micron Laguna dust collector with a Bosch router and the end table? And all of these things with the hydraulic base and all this craziness. Like, the, and then they, like, what a couple other attachments that are even more money to purchase separately. And he sold it to me for 4K. And I was like, I have to jump on this. Mm-hmm. And that's actually where the third bad thing was. That's what it was. I filled it with the epoxy thing. Let's <laughs> see what I did there. What happened was, was when you go to try to purchase something through awesome third party payment things, you know, it's supposed to work. Well, it didn't work for me. So I may or may not have had to dive into personal funds, which businesses te- typically don't like to do. Um, but I had to do it this time. So that hurt a little bit, but at the end of the day, one thing that's not going to be hurting is my fingers because now I have a saw stop. And, uh, if I happen to run my fingers near that blade, well, we already know based off last episode, Nick's saw blade just disappearing and him wondering where it went. It went to live on a farm, (laughs) (laughs) but Hey, I'll tell you what, I'm more than happy to have that thing in the shop. It's definitely one of the best upgrades I've made. Definitely worth it. Return on investment is going to be huge. Now for the project. So I finally got rid of that gun box. It's gone. I finally finished that dang thing after three episodes of talking about it. I'll just say locking mechanisms. Those are not easy when you're trying to match it up backwards. 
like when you slide it on, you got to keep trial and error until it fits. Yeah, that sucked, but it's done. Customer loved it. Um, and then I've got those hat presses that I've been working on, which is what I screwed up the epoxy on last night. Um, but it's fixed now. Yeah, what else? But I did take too much off of another panel, so I had to redo that one completely. Shop woes, those things happen. I have another job that I was asked not to really talk about, but just know it's 100 pieces, small pieces. That's all I'm going to say. This is so a puzzle. Be- no, it's not a puzzle. If it was a puzzle, I probably not would have taken the job. <laughs> um, well, yeah, your laser. <laughs> I haven't I haven't experimented with that yet, but I would like to eventually. Um, I made a couple mugs uh, or etched a couple mugs. I had one for a guy at one of the basic training units asked for one, and I finally got off my rear end uh, to one of our one of our patrons out there. I believe that one our giveaway for the last thing. I finally made his mug. So, Hey, it's coming to you. If uh, you hear this on the podcast, what else do I got going? I got a cutting board. I, I have a cutting board. I was like, yes, finally something easy because <laughs> cutting boards are relatively easy. So I'm making a walnut, maple, paduk, paddock, whatever it is. Uh, um, cutting board. That would be about an inch to inch and a half thick and like 10 by 16 uh, surface area. <laughs> And then I'm trying to think if there's anything else in the shop at this very moment. I got a couple minor things. I just got hit up for another master instructor badge plaque. Those apparently might be something that goes on Etsy. I'm if I ever make an Etsy, that might be one of those things. Seems to be a hot item over there at basic military training. And now that I mentioned that, I have two projects on the horizon. I have another hat case for a guide on. That's good. It's gonna have a hat inside and it's gonna have a guide on that slips through the back. Uh, of the case. And then I have um, some other random project she wants me to do. I, I'm not really hundred percent sure what it is. She just said, Hey, we're going to make something and they're going to play on my creativity with that one. So, but yes, a lot. I went on a soap opera, a soapbox about how bad my life sucked for a week. And then we wrapped it up with some good stuff. So Nick, what do you got going on in your shop? <laughs> got a lot going on in my shop. Thanks guys. All right, let's move on. No, I'm playing. Okay, good I talk. Uh, thank I God. I was like, all right. <laughs> no, I, uh, so I'm a half. I'm halfway through assembling the new X carve that I got. I, I just don't have time to put it together. I spent about two hours, and I got the whole gantry assembled. I just have to put the rest of the son of a gun together. What's What's your question there, Josh? Just like to know, have a plan yet? Where you're going to put that? Uh, that's That's in the works. In the works. But fortunately for right now, the assembled gantry sits in my closet. That's why I didn't put the whole thing together yet. I mean, well, that's one of the reasons. Time is another one. So I have, so you have a gantry uh, in your closet? I have a gantry in my closet. That's right. Fully assembled gantry. Other than that, though, I'm finishing up this, another footlocker for an individual at Fort Dix. Um, the uh, people who commissioned the the project gave me some creative license, so... I did some pretty cool things. I put a, uh, like there's a tray inside of it. So I went ahead and put an American flag in there. And then I put an Air Force flag in there, all folded up, nice and neat. And uh, I took a a page out of old Mike from Veteran Woodco's projects where he does these boxes where there's a flag from like American flag and a service flag in it. So that's what I made for the tray. And then on top of the tray is sits a coin rack with a felt bottom so, and, and the, the coin rack has the name of the individual and a couple of images lasered onto it, but it's all walnut and curly maple, the whole entire thing. It's turning out really nice. I just flocked the, the box today and the, the coin rack and, uh, 
the um, the lid. Tomorrow, I'll go ahead and um, glue in the cork board backer with the felt, the black uh, like sheet felt to the to the lid. This way, they can put his awards and decorations on there. Other than that, though, um, Etsy's going crazy. I got two orders today for some tumblers. Yesterday, I got an order for a plaque. Things are going nice there. I posted an ad up a while ago, like two days ago, and I'm getting a lot of traffic from that, people inquiring. And actually, one guy wanted me to make him a, a three-foot uh, long farmer's-only insurance sign, like the 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 logo. We are farmers. Yeah, dum da dum da dum 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 We're going to put him in the mentions here. Anyway, uh, so my HDU gets here this week. I just I ordered it like three weeks ago. I guess it was on back order, so it should be here this week. So once that gets here, I'll I'll make the entire thing out of HDU, uh, wall hangable. This way, if it falls on somebody, it won't hurt. <laughs> and uh, yeah, other than that, though, um, just a couple more uh, little orders. I got a flag due at the end of the month that I got to start on. But it's just a it's just a quick one. It's a small flag. Yeah, my garage is. Oh, I got some new outlets dropped in my garage. So now I'm not like playing switchboard operator, trying to like keep the breakers oh, from popping. I know, right? Uh, I got that 220 in. Uh, the 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 big boy put in for my mm-hmm. my air compressor that's been sitting for five years because uh, the folks that uh, run Fort Dix Housing uh, they wouldn't put an outlet in for me up there, so. I uh, went ahead and did it down here and man, it's so nice to have an air supply uh, that doesn't kick on the compressor every three squeezes of the handle. You know what I mean? And it's holding air. So, I mean, it's sat for five years ever since I left Charleston, South Carolina, went through New Jersey and came here. Pretty nice. Um, so I don't know what I'm going to do with my little compressor now. I'll probably just hold on to it. Who knows? It's one of those silent flows. So it's supposed to be really quiet. But what I didn't know was that if you don't drain the tank on the silent flows, well, the tanks are are aluminum, so they don't rust, but they do oxidize. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to deteriorate, but they're not, you know what I mean? They're not going to like waste away, but they're going to oxidize. If you don't drain the tank, it's not silent anymore. (laughs) You got to, you got to change the, like drain it from all the water. So I, when I finally pulled the drain plug on that, like the valve put it open that thing all over my garage <laughs> i was <laughs> i was getting paper towels trying to like stop it so uh no 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 well i mean i would have shut the shut the plug but i ha- i pulled the plug completely out i i unscrewed it completely out because i needed to put it on my large compressor because after sitting for so long that one went bad long story short everything's good i got all my power supply my saw has a dedicated uh, power supply now my table saw, I mean, miter station has dedicated power supply. And then I have uh, uh, my planer has dedicated power supply. So does one of my, my band saws. The big band saw and the joiner are the only two I got to bounce back and forth between an extension cord. But other than that. How many plugs did you get put in? I thought you only had like two, two 110s and a 220. So I got two 110s that are on 20 amp breakers and mm-hmm. then one 220 that's on a 30 amp breaker. But um, I I rigged it so that all of my power tools, because I'm never going to be running more than one or two at a time, right? So I plug multiples into uh, the same socket if it's on a 20-amp breaker, and I'll only run one at a time. Now, the only exception for that is the dust collector. That's on a 
a 15 amp breaker, but that's a by itself. I, I leave that running constantly. So I don't ever have to worry about like flipping on something and then the power just, you know, you know what I mean? So, yeah. mm-hmm. but it's, it's really nice to just not have to worry about that because you could be in the middle of a carve or you could be in the middle of something on, on a CNC or the laser or even on the table saw and your power goes and you're kind of like, well, now that cuts or the, the, it's not, it's not going to look clean. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. anyway, long story short, had a pretty decent week, uh, in the shop. It's hot out there though. It's real hot. Yeah. It's hot in here in Texas. <laughs> yeah. I wish, I wish this was my forever home so I could just put an AC unit, like one of those ones that go through the wall and pull. Oh into yeah. The layer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could this still do it, home. but it's not your forever home. So I'm not spending that money. I already spent enough darn money on electrical outlets. So check it out for three outlets. I didn't have to run them very far. They just went through the wall to the, to the other side of the wall. Cause my, my box is right behind my CNC machine in the, in the laundry room. So I just had the electrician put the, the outlets on the other side of the wall. This way he didn't have to run any wire. So for three outlets, it cost me like 350 bucks for all the labor and, and parts, but I would have done it myself, but I, I'm not good with electricity. <laughs> I probably would have ended up in the hospital. Well, I mean, and that's what I told the dude is like, I know how to do electrical, but guess what? Again, not my forever home. So whoever's going to live here, I would like to have that peace of mind that it's safe. And if mm-hmm. something happens, it's on his insurance, not mine. But at the at the end of the day, this guy he was he came recommended from a guy at work, and I I sent him over to Nick, and he hooked both of us up. Honestly, I, I feel it's a that he hooked us up. I don't know what reservations Nick may have, but I feel like he did. They work quick, you know. It, it didn't take him very long to throw my two twenty with the uh, the drop in, so it was good. Oh yeah, I mean. The dude was in and out of my house in 20 minutes. Oh, wow. Like, literally, he had a, one helper with him, so they worked on each side of the wall, and it was but a boom, but a bing. Send me a picture of it, and he was out. Because I wasn't home. My uh, I had to have somebody watch or open the house up for him. That's all I got, guys. Hmm. Yeah, I wish I could do something like that here. You could. Uh, you just can't tell them about it. Oh, yeah, and they inspect and find it. You're done. What do you mean you're done? They just fine you. No, they kick you out according to the uh, the lease. Well, then if it's a one-time thing, buddy, why don't you go all out and put a whole bunch of outlets? Do we want to let's let's roll into that that list of uh, items we were talking about that's going to change people's lives? What do you think about that, guys? I mean, I'm more than down. And sorry, I'm looking around like a dork. My son is scaring me because he likes to just disappear and then too quiet is always to no good. Okay, here's my theory. Uh, before we get into this, kids. Um, any kind of horror writer just watches kids and they take notes because kids are the most scary thing out there, man. We're going to go through each of our top five game changing tools in our inventory that we got or we acquired for less than one hundred and fifty dollars, which are we talking total? No, not total, but total for each tool. All right. So it doesn't matter. You can rate them five, one to five, five to one. I don't care how you do it, but. Um, Nap, are you ready or Josh, are you ready? Well, let's do one tool, go around the bush, go around one tool around. That way we All can right. kind of, uh, build off each other's a little bit. Right. So Nick, What's I know you have something in mind cause you came up with this. N- number five on my list. All right. Um, let me pull this up. I got, I, I made notes while we were discussing this earlier. Number five on my list is an Amana tool. 
610504C. It's the Electro Blue Carbide Tipped Combination Ripping and Cross Cut 10 Inch Blade. All right. You can get this blade for $73.48 right now on Amazon.com. But by far the best table saw blade I've ever used. It cuts clean on rips, it cuts clean on cross cuts, and the darn thing is outright heavy. I I have Freud blades, I have Sawstop brand blades, I have the Diablos um, from ones I've used before, but this blade feels stout. Doesn't bind, doesn't leave burn marks, and I haven't had any trouble with it except for when I touched it with my miter gauge and it destroyed itself into my saw stop break. So I'm <laughs> currently in the market for another one. Anyway, what about you there? What about you there, Nap? All right. So this tool is my, I would say is my number five. It sucks that it's my number five, but I've got four other good ones. But the Husky Gravity Fed HVLP uh, spray gun that hooks up to your air compressor. So I got tired of, wasting my money on rattle cans and i was like i could just get the paints and thinners myself and put it in there and spray you know almost flawlessly you know because you know sometimes dust likes to do its thing but especially with like halcyon and stuff it goes on perfectly thin i haven't wasted any money on my finishing material because it just it puts it on even uh but i will tell you though eventually once i've learned my way around that more i might go a little higher in grade but for a cheaper spray gun this thing is a game changer all right how much was it it was 54.98 and where, where, at one of your wonderful box stores lowe's oh, at the lowe's at the lowe's how about you there josh did it come with any accessories or anything like that so it came with two guns it came with the hvlp and then it came with another one like a just a regular gun mm-hmm. i guess um it came with two okay. Two canisters, so one for each canister or two for one. I just use it both on the HVLP because that's what I want. Uh, for those that don't know, I believe it's high volume, low pressure, I think is what that stands for, for those of you who don't know. Um, mm-hmm. It comes with a gauge. It comes with um, a regulator. It comes with all the stuff you need. It comes with some tools to clean the stuff out. I mean, it, it's got everything you need. I mean, it, and it comes in a nice case, so you can store it and not worry about it getting damaged. Nice. Some good stuff right there. So my turn. Let's see. Well, uh, the first thing I would like to mention is, well, I'm, I'm going to follow Nap here and probably go with my home right sprayer. It's a C897 One Alpha Superfine Sprayer. Um, bought it off Amazon for a, well, it was under $100. <laughs> it's a 101.72 right now on Amazon. Um, and it comes with uh, multiple tips and a canister. And uh, much like his, the only difference is, is uh, it's electric. You don't have to plug it into any uh, compressor. But what I've been using for both my paint and for my Halcyon applications for the most part. I don't use it for paint much in recent past. I actually brought a second one just for paint. That way it can separate the two. And they're easily cleaned. They come apart fairly easily. And it allows me to finish most of my products fairly fast with the Halcyon. Um, just like you were saying that. So that's, that's my number five. I'm gonna have to say my, uh, home rice sprayer. All right. So number four, I'm going to go with the star at 13, a double square with hardened blade. You can get it for $75 
on Amazon.com. The 13A is a four-inch double square, and it's one of mm-hmm. those squares that's it's not too big that you can't just carry it around in your in your apron pocket, but it's always there on you when you need to double check to see if something's square or take a quick measurement. And I got my recommendation from William Douglas Co. And he calls it the noisy cricket because it's small, but it's mighty. Anyway, long story short, (laughs) I never have it too far from me in the shop because I always use it for a lot of things. So what about you there now? All right, number four for me. And the only reason why it's number four is probably because they don't use it as much as they should. But for certain cuts on your table saw, you have that micro jig gripper. Uh, it's fifty nine ninety five, mm. and I'll tell you what, I should use it more because it's a safety thing, but I don't necessarily always need to get close to the blade. So most of the time, if I've got at least a hand or two hands worth of space, I don't normally use it. But when I'm getting mm. down to like the inch rips, half inch rips, that that right there, if you're looking to save your fingers and you don't have a saw stop, that right there is probably one of the better things you can have in your shop. Nice. I, I, know, I know there's not a whole lot to that. Sorry, but... <laughs> No, no. Um, number four. These are hard because, you know, you get all these tools they use on a constant basis and uh, having to separate them is, is difficult. It's <laughs> it's from another maker. Um, it is my Speed Square from Petrie's Workshop. He initially made one custom made for me. It has my logo on there. It's black and white. And uh, it comes with a smaller uh, square that fits in the center. I actually have two of them. He gave me one during a uh, woodworking show, and I use them almost in every project. They're perfect. They have the holes in there for like inch, inch and a half for every quarter inch, uh, up to six inches. And um, it's, it's something that um, <laughs> I, maybe, yeah, brought that around. Um, anyway, but yeah, it's honestly, it's light. It's, you know, it's held up to everything. I mean, like I'm not. Some of the nicer squares that I have, like, uh, say, woodpeckers and, like, uh, I think it's DFM. Uh, I have to look that up. But uh, I always get worried if I drop them or something because they're aluminum. You know what I'm saying? You drop them, you can easily dent them. This is a 3D printed uh, square. If I drop it, it bounces, and I pick it up, and it's ready to go. Um, it's withheld last, I don't know, year and a half of me abusing it, using both of them. And they honestly, they go right up with my woodpecker stuff because they're they're a they're perfectly square and uh you know i use them on every job so that's my go-to uh speed squares so that's my number four nice nick what's your number three number three is going to be my bridge city tools ug-1 universal gauge it's basically a gauge for your table saw or any blade setter to make sure you're at a complete 90 degrees. Uh, I use it on my table saw constantly, especially after doing angled cuts. I'll bring it back to 90. It might say 90 on the table saw, but that dash is so large on, you know, when, when you wind that blade back up, you want to double check and make sure you're at a complete square. It has a magnet on the bottom. So it sticks to the, it sticks to the surface of the table saw or the cast iron. So you don't have to hold it. And you can get right down and double check to make sure that it's square with the actual uh, cast iron and and not and not the uh, the insert the zero clearance insert. Sometimes they have a little wiggle to them, so it's it's a little harder to to get a, a, an exact ninety if you're setting like a small 
square up against the blade on the, excuse me, on the, uh, the insert. Anyway, now, oh, by the way, you get that at bridgecitytools.com. You know, I, I'm jealous because I forgot that that was around our price range. That's a very good tool. If you don't have one, you should get one and make sure you get the right side. Just saying. Yeah. What he means by that is if you have a left tilting saw or a right tilting saw, you want to get the, the, the gauge that fits your, like is corresponding with your saw and don't do what Josh did. Yeah. Cause they have two options. <laughs> Josh, Josh, you're that- calling me out, aren't you? Yeah. He's going to call me out. Hold on. Once he's done laughing. No, yeah, don't do what Josh did and just order one and it and then it shows up and it's for the wrong tilt tilt of the saw. So Oh Lord. He he ended up selling you know, it to me. When something tilts to the right. <laughs> he he ended up selling it to me. So with that, is that the thing I picked up when I was at your shop the other day? Yep. Yeah, I need one it's of those. Money. Legitimately, like what's that? It's money? It's money in the bank, bro. It's about a hundred dollars uh for, at Bridge City Tools. You and else's money in the bank is my number three. And it was something I won from the free giveaways. And it was uh, the mini square from Woodpeckers. Oh, uh, we forgot to tell you, man. Since you're part of the podcast, you got to get that back. Uh, no, that's not happening. That's <laughs> That right there, that tool, I, I kid you not. That particular tool has saved me so much time in squaring my machinery. Like mm-hmm. I and honestly, and it's good practice for those of you out there that don't do this to always check your joiners and those things before you use them because you never know. You could have bumped it, something could have happened. But that thing, I go boom, set everything up, it's good to go, and it's dead nuts accurate. So that's my number three. So another layout tool is my number three. Um, and I say number three because I've literally had these tools almost from the beginning. Um, I when I bought these, I didn't realize how long or I was going to be using them. And again, it's every project. So it's a four inch and six inch. Calm down there, Nick. Double square set. Um, you can get this on Amazon as well. Um, they have high precision for woodworking. They're only $37.95 on there. And they come apart so you can use the rulers as necessary. And I use them a lot for like depth gauges and stuff like that. So like when I'm measuring uh, where I'm going to put a hanger or something, I can go ahead and tighten it down and I can be exact for multiple pieces. Um, and I honestly, I touch these every single time I'm in the shop somewhere for them. So, I mean, like they're not that expensive, but again, um, good layout tools will get you pretty far. So that's my number three. And number two, Nick. Number two is my Bosch Colt quarter inch, 1.25 horsepower variable speed router. It's a palm router. You get that at uh, Lowe's for approximately 139 American dollars. That thing is, I got to, I got to give it to Bosch. It's ergonomically nice. It's got a little spot on the base plate for your thumb. So if you're, if you're trying to to hold it steady on an edge, it works great. Um, I'm gonna even put this above the the Dewalt DW611, mm-hmm. just because this thing has been so good to me. And the DW611, although it's nice and it works on the CNC well and all that other jazz, uh, I just this is more comfortable for me to hold on to when I'm doing like edge edges on uh, on tables or around a lot of plaques. So 
What about you there, Nap? All right, so my number two, because I do a lot of this, so I like to think I'm a panel, wood panel aficionado. Like I can, no matter what, they're flat every time I make them. But I can't do that without my Jorgensen clamps. So although, you know, if you buy a bunch of them, it gets quite pricey. But at a time, you can buy four, which is about all you need if you get the bigger ones, you know, that have good clamping pressure. Uh, you can get those at low. I think it's what? Lowe's is a Home Depot that has Jorgensen. One of them has... Lowe's. Okay, so Lowe's has the Jorgensen's. And I have the bar clamps, so I'm going to eventually get the pipe clamps. But right now with the bar clamps that I have, those are my number two. They haven't failed me yet. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot more I can say about that, just that I use them a lot. Agreed. Okay, so my number two is going to have to be the Bridge City HP8 mini block plane. I didn't realize how much of a game changer that would be in my shop until I received it and uh, started playing around with it and getting, uh, you know, familiar with it. And once um, I kind of fine tuned everything, that is a tool that comes in handy with just fine tuning a whole bunch of stuff. There's a lot of things that I'll go in and like, I'll be looking around either at a chisel or something to, um, to fix a mistake or something protruding a little bit and I'll take that black plane and it just makes it smooth as glass. I really don't even need to sand too much afterwards. Um, and that is a game changer from what I was used to. And, uh, it just, it's one of those things where once you get it, you know, it's high quality, just feeling it and, uh, how it operates. Um, I highly recommend one and they actually, they range in price because of, uh, how they do their sales on their website. Um, full price, I think is 165 bucks, but they're typically down to about 80 bucks or $75 on most sales. So I'm going to go ahead and group that in as my number two. Nick, what is your number one tool? All right. My number one tool, this, this is an accessory for the router is the muscle chuck. Now, if any of you are aware of how much of a pain in the rear end it is to raise your router lift, use two two wrenches to undo the chuck, get the bit out, and put it back in, and then lower your router all the way back down. That's a pain in the rear. The muscle chuck is all you do is raise the, the router chuck above the surface of the table slightly, and you have an Allen key that locks and unlocks the bit into place. It's as strong as a as a mofo. I'll put it that way because it, it it goes through. I'll do dados. I'll do rabbits. Whatever I got to do, roundovers. It doesn't matter. That muscle chuck holds on. You can get the muscle chuck for a little over a hundred and nine dollars at musclechuck.com for a kit, um, and they range. You have to go ahead and specify which muscle chuck uh, you want because they make them for all different routers. Uh, I'm not certain. But the last time I checked, they do not make them for palm routers, which I tried to get them to make. They it. don't. I tried to get them to make it for a palm router. And the guy said, no, <laughs> I emailed him. <laughs> I said, Hey, I know you do custom orders. Can you make one for a DW six eleven for my CNC? And he was like, uh, just didn't even say like, Hey, thanks for the inquiry. I just got an email back that said, no, I was like, all right, well, <laughs> Back to the drawing board. <laughs> anyway, uh, what about you there, Nap? Hey, so real quick to comment on that about you know tightening it down. That goes to show that you don't have to muscle 
the freaking nut to keep your bit in place because you literally just got to turn it a little bit. Josh, easy, Josh, easy. Um, but it just goes, <clears throat> you, you only need a small turn and a little bit of pressure to keep the bit in. I learned that the hard way at my CNC. Uh, when I first got it, the idea of a CNC and how it operated, like I was crunching that wrench, man. Like I, I do not have a history of over tightening things. I just want to put that out there. But uh, I might have uh, over tightened it to the point where I had a little issue of getting it out. <laughs> yeah. So I learned after researching a little bit that in that's the case, you do not need to muscle it tight and uh, don't do what I did. And uh, I ruined a bit trying to get that out. So yeah, just a little extra, but all right. Yeah. So moving on to my number one. And folks, this is one of the cheapest things I've ever bought and has been the biggest game changer. And we happen to have the owner and operator on our show last time. If you have a CNC, toe clamps, toe clamps. So if you have one of those boards, and I talked about how I keep my boards completely flat, but sometimes they have that just a little cup, like that just a little bit that keeps it off the, the bed of your uh, CNC bed. These toe clamps, when you put them on there on the edges, it pulls it down just flat and perfect enough. And it doesn't seem like it would do it, but they, they hold up quite quite well. And those clamps are from PWN CNC. You can find those toe clamps for, I think, I didn't do the research, but I think they're like six bucks. Or if you have a 3D printer, Daniel's pretty awesome about just putting his stuff on Thingiverse and you literally can print them yourselves. That's how cheap they are, but they are so useful uh, in my shop. Well, I wouldn't call them cheap. I would call them, you know, the the price doesn't line up with their usefulness. That's you know what, what I'm saying? saying. That's what I'm saying. Like the price is cheap, but the you like as far as being used, oh, they're invaluable. Like I've only had a handful of them break and or I got careless on my measurement and my router may or may not have eaten them, which is also another good thing about them is guess what? They're made out of PLA. So if I bit hits them, my bit won't get damaged. The clamp is just going to be destroyed. And then you go print another so one. That's, <laughs> yeah, there we go. Right. So um, I wanted to say my 3D printer, but the current one I have is not under the price range. Um, so I'm going to have to go with, it was between two of them. I wanted to mention my Stanley Sweetheart chisels, but uh, I think I'm going to actually go with the Matchfit Dovetail uh, Clamp Pro Kit from, uh, you know, Michael Jake. Um, they're $85 on Amazon. Uh, yes, I do a lot of shopping on Amazon. <clears throat> but uh, it comes with two of their dovetail clamps. It comes with a bit. It comes with some of their uh, jigs. Uh, and honestly, since I bought that kit, I was able to basically set up my shop in such a way I can utilize that dovetail clamp. And it's been a game changer for me. Um, I mean, like... If you know anything about my shop, I have dovetail everywhere in my work pieces and everything to basically help utilize those clamps. I don't have a traditional clamp in my uh, or vice in my shop at all. I, I don't need one with those clamps. Um, it allows me to save room in such a way that uh, I can put things together and make jigs with these uh, their jig fixtures, and I can glue things up. I can put things together. I mean, like. It's just one of those things where uh, we talked about this before, so I'm not going to be a dead horse here, but uh, it was a game changer for my shop um, and such to such a point that uh, it's my number one um, and it's only $85. So 
So, I mean, like if you have a small shop and you're trying to utilize the space, that's the best way I can say, go ahead, buy a $85 uh, kit and it'll change your uh, shop setup forever. All right. So these are all great tools. Does anybody have any honorable mentions? Oh, we could be here all day. Well, I, ha- I mean, I have one and I just recently got it. That's why. I go ahead. All right. So my honorable yeah. mention is uh, the Rockler four foot uh, ceiling track. It's a ceiling track system. And it allows you to, I mean, you could pretty much hang whatever you want from it, but it goes directly into the the studs or the the truss above your your head in the ceiling. And you can put a curtain there. You can, I hang my CNC uh, dust collection hose from it to keep it out of the way. And it has uh, ball bearings in it. So whenever the CNC moves, the dust hose moves with it instead of staying static. This way it's not pulling or yanking and going to come undone. Because I know a lot of people had issues with the Inventables, um, the Inventables dust collection with their dust boot of, of you know the hose mm-hmm. moving with the CNC and it coming out and then the acrylic getting just chewed up by the bit, potentially ruining your project. But um, I've seen a lot of different pictures of people using it for – extension cords uh they hook they you can link the tracks together you can get like a bunch of four uh four foot tracks you can cut them since it's all pvc the track by itself is 29.99 for the kit i think it's close to like 60 bucks at rockler.com anybody else got any honorable mentions so i wasn't expecting an honorable mention but i still use it from time to time Uh, and this is why it's an honorable mention but I have one of those little baby planers, a little little hand plane. I think it's block plane. I think that's what it's called. I'm woodworking illiterate, apparently, and I can't think of the name to save my life. But it is one of those little, like, just straight off the shelf, Stanley, uh, little block planes. And sometimes when I need to plane a bigger piece at the seams just to make it match, honestly, that thing was like 20 bucks, I think. And it works like any other... I mean, I can't say any other good planer because I've seen some planers. They like go through the wood like butter, but I've mm-hmm. actually been able to make seamless you talk, panels. You talking about the electric one? Of, no, just a no. little hand plane. Talk about a little block. Plane. Yeah, like the Stanleys, almost like the HP eight from um, Bridge City. And it's a cheapo, but I'll tell you what: when I didn't have my drum sander and I didn't have, you know, my surfacing bit, that was my go-to. That and a sander and my regular palm sander. And that mm-hmm. was awful. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Uh, so honorable mentions, I'm uh, probably going to go with, there's, again, uh, probably going to go with the Stanley Sweetheart chisel set that I got. Because uh, they're not the top of the line out there, but they are perfect for my needs. And they were so much better than uh, what I had. And coming out of the box, they were sharp. Um you can get them in either two different quantities. You can get one that's eight piece, one four piece. Um, <clears throat> the four piece is just under a hundred dollars, and the eight piece is just under or over a hundred fifty dollars. And uh, I'm telling you, they were a game changer in the shop. Since we're all talking about game changers in the shop, I would like to mention one for all of us is the V7 boot from PWN CNC. That's right, baby. We all recently just got our own dust boot. Uh, from him i have not utilized it yet but i was able to put it together put it on the cnc and the difference between the venables 
and his dust collection system, like just installing it is so simple and just like game changing alone. I could not wait. I actually, I wanted to do something tonight because I put it together today. I wanted to literally just carve some random stuff just so I can get that thing working because it was literally just like you disconnect the hose and the handle and it's down. You could do what you need. You put it back up. There's no fiddling with it. There's nothing like it just it works. And having a product that works really well, it works fast and is able to keep some dust out of the air. That is, that's a game changer and should be worth checking out. And again, that's from PWN CNC. He does have a website and he's on Instagram as well. Hey, so real quick, as you sparked one more honorable mention, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to take the drag this on. <laughs> I'm sorry. But after having a fellow maker, if you will, get some surgery due to, we'll say sawdust, um, it put me on, and honestly should have done this a long time ago, was getting a face mask. So the RZ mask, face ma- RZ face mask that has the carbon filters that's really comfortable, goes around your face. So I started using one of those, and I'll tell you what, there is a drastic difference. I honestly didn't think there would be, but I honestly, I feel different breathing from when I started using it versus when I didn't use it, especially when you're sanding and all those things. And if you want 10% off, you can go ahead and use North Country and uh, you get 10% off um, RZ masks. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Josh is an affiliate. Nice. Yep. Shameless plug. So you can, uh, <laughs> Um, I don't usually advertise them much, but yes, uh, they actually provided me some free masks and, uh, I love their masks. I've been using them for a long time and I was able to use two different types of their masks and no matter which way you go, they are great masks. Um, I, I have not found a better one out there, uh, when it comes to like the dust particulates and for woodworking, but, uh, especially like their summer weight ones, they're just so breathable and like, like anything, you're going to sweat a little bit, but like I have their winter weight too. And I had that first. And then uh, when I got the summer weight, it was like completely different game changing. And uh, it was it was definitely worth your while to check out. So, but gentlemen, with that, um, do you want to kind of start wrapping it up? We got some people to thank. Oh, yeah. And uh, a lot of people. to thank. We do have. Well. I, I really want to take the time to mention we have a new Patreon. Oh, we do. Victor. Victor. Yes. Victor f- from Wim Designs. Um, this individual not only is a Patreon, but a uh, – go ahead and say it. He's, he's a friend. Um, we connected on Instagram, and he's been listening to the podcast, catching up. He was able to get me um, an upgrade for my CNC and at a credible rate. Um, he has a new logo. He's sporting that on his page now. And uh, – it's he's a great guy. Um, every you know interaction I have with him uh, comes off as a great guy. So, thank you for becoming a Patreon of the podcast, and thank you to the rest of the Patreons that have been a Patreon and continue to receive this great content that you guys don't get to see if you're not. Oh, yeah. Um, which I will say, uh, there's more and more. It seems like every week. <laughs> that stash, hey, though. Hey, Josh, how how does one become a Patreon member if if they want to? See, it's very easy. You can go to the Patreon website and search Sawdust Nation Podcast. 
or you can go ahead and you can go to any of our uh, Instagram accounts, including Solid Destination Podcast page, click the link tree, and then it should be in there as a link. You go right there, you sign up. We have three tiers. We have the three, the seven, and then the uh, 10. So the 10, you get basically um, all the unedited content from the audio to the video. You get uh, extra entry in our giveaways once a month. And um, we're already working on some extras to go along with that too. So it's, you know, it's worth it because all the stuff you guys might not uh, see or hear, you get to see in here on being a Patreon and being part of that 10th tier or the, um, so yeah, definitely worth it. And uh, you get to actually see the podcast happen and all the oops and all the technical difficulties we might have. And the bad words. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, plenty of bad words. And in fact, this episode, if you're not a Patreon, you're not going to get to see me myself ramble about uh you know, Nap's incident. Anywho, with that, let's thank our sponsors there, Nick. Right you are there, Josh. First off, let's thank Total Boat. Totalboat.com has the best epoxies, varnishes, wood fillers, pigments, you name it, they got it. Go visit them at www.totalboat.com or hit them up on the big IG at Total Boat. And last but not least, we have JTech Photonics. Check them out, jtechphotonics.com or at jtechphotonics on the big IG. And if you're in the market, go give them a call. They'll tell you uh, everything you need to know about which laser goes with your uh, particular CNC and what what diode you need, all that stuff. Uh, Talk to Jay. Tell him Nick sent you. And I believe that's it for sponsors. Uh, so how do we get a hold of the guys on the Sawdust Nation podcast? Well, Nick, that's a great question. You're you can welcome. get a hold of us on Instagram. Anyway, you get a hold of us on Instagram. You can get a hold of Nick, the one that just read the sponsors, the creepy mustache, the one that's not allowed anywhere near my cat at MPG Creations. We have Nap over there laughing at me. You can reach him at Nap's Naughty Works LLC. Make sure the LLC is in there or you will not find him. Put some respect on it. <laughs> Boom. Or myself, Josh from North Country Woodworking. You can also go ahead and hit up our Instagram page, Sawdust Nation Podcast, and you can reach all three of us. And then you get to play the roulette of who's answering you. Um, And if you want to send us a question so we can answer on the podcast here live, go send it to our email at sawdustnationpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear you. So if you do a voicemail, send it in or a soundbite, that's great. If you just want to type it out, that's fine. If you don't want us to mention your name, that's okay too. There are no such thing as stupid questions. Only stupid you people. Listen to Nick all the time. <laughs> See, there we go. <laughs> and it's almost like he was queued up for it. But with that, Nap, what should they do if they listen to Apple Podcasts? Well, if you listen to the old Apple Podcast, go ahead and give us five star rating and maybe a comment. Drop us and let us know how we are doing. Uh, if we're not doing good, we don't want to hear it. But, um, uh, you know, if you do happen to drop a negative comment, unfortunately, Josh's cat is probably going to come get you. Um, yeah. But outside of that, leave us five stars. Let us know we're doing good. And uh, yeah, that's what you can do on the Apple, whatever that is. Apple podcast. Yeah. podcast. I don't have Apple. Yeah. Good job. We just threw him into that. So he did well. All right. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Thanks. But uh, with that, why don't you uh, give your outro? All right. So folks, honestly, based on this whole week, one thing I did come up, come across is it doesn't matter how bad, uh, life seems to be at times when it comes to getting your truck hit or projects going awry or any of those things. Uh, just know it, it could be worse. It'll get better. Don't worry. 
there's people out there to talk to. But take care of each other. Those are my outro words. Nick, what do you got? All right. So for those of you listeners out there, take care of yourselves and each other. Until next time, don't just own your CNC. Dominate it. I stole that. No, no, no. I stole it. Copyright hey, infringement. Man, I, it's <laughs> We're sued. We're so sued. <laughs> But like every week, I want you to go in your shop. I want you to make some sawdust. Turn us up on the radio. Turn us up on your speakers, on your phone, on your computer, on your tablet, on your smartwatch. And I'm pretty sure I'm probably forgetting some smart device you could listen to. But uh, turn us up. Listen to us anywhere. You can find us on any podcast catcher. And with that, make some sawdust and Sawdust Nation. Out! Out. Right. So you know why I'm not allowed around his cat, right? No. Well, Did you touch it with that nasty mustache? No, man. No, man. Uh, Close. So it, it, around summertime, Josh shaves his cat, and I have. I'm just playing. I do not. I, I do not have a feline fetish. I'm actually allergic to cats.